You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome to another episode of G220 Radio. I'm Ricky Gantz, and I am glad to be here with you tonight on this episode number 586. This is a part two episode of Why Truth Matters. Truth matters. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. In John 1.14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. And John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It is vitally, vitally important that we understand why truth matters. And if you were with us a couple weeks ago, uh, when we started this uh, um, show on why truth matters, we covered the fact that when you look at why truth matters, there it matters because of the false gospels that are out there. It, it matters because of the false doctrines that we see out there, and it matters because of the false gods that are out there. And today we're going to pick up uh, where we left off after we talked about false gods, and we're going to talk about false Christs. Yes, false Christ. There are there are many who have claimed to be Christ, and it's astonishing to me um, because when I looked at this, trying to see how many people claimed to be Christ, it, it just was astonishing. Um, as you see on the thumbnail. For this uh, show and and for last week's or a couple weeks ago when we did part one, uh, you saw the an image of an atheist. You saw an image of Mormons. You saw an image of Jehovah Witnesses, and then you also saw an image of the so-called Hebrew Israelites, and they believe in a reincarnation. and And I don't remember how many conversations I've had because it's been many many conversations with so-called Hebrew Israelites where they claim because of the reincarnation that they believe in that there is someone today that is walking around that is Christ, that is Jesus, although they don't use that name, uh, Jesus. But they believe this. They believe that there is a Christ walking around 
uh, today. And it, 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 again, it is a unbelievable um, deception that there are many false Christ. And Jesus warns us about this in, in Matthew 24, 5. Jesus warned, he said, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. This is why truth matters. Truth matters because we don't want to be deceived. Interestingly, uh, and it's ironic, I should say, uh, the Jesus seminar, which completely twists and perverts the truth of God's word and who Jesus is, they actually have a quote that says, beware of finding a Jesus entirely congenial to you. And it's like, but these guys teach false things, even though they're trying to say, beware of this. Uh, there is so many people, when, when you talk to uh, Mormons, you talk to Jehovah Witnesses, they have a different view of who Jesus is. And that is why it is so vitally important. Jesus is not a created being. He is the creator of all things. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is God in the flesh, the second person of the Trinity. As I read earlier and mentioned John 1, 14, uh, and the word became flesh. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14 says, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. Uh, he is the, the, in which, the way in which we have God revealed to us through the person and work of Jesus Christ, um, who all the fullness of the, 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 the Godhead dwells in him, all the fullness of deity. And so it is so vitally important that we understand and recognize who Jesus is. And so when we think about this and we think about some of these false Christ, um, you know, false doctrines about Christ as well. We, we talked about false doctrines before, but this is a way in which you're going to find deception when it comes to talking about Christ. One of the, the things that when talking to false religions, when talking to those who are, are perverting the truth from the Word of God, the one thing that I think is the most important thing is, well, I should say that one of the most important things, because there's a few that I, I like to focus upon. One is the doctrine of God. We talked about the false gods last week, or a couple weeks ago, excuse me. But we want to focus upon the doctrine of God. Who is God? And if God is not triune in these false teaching groups that are out there, false religions, then they have a different God. And the same is with Christ. Christ is God, the second person of the Trinity. And so therefore, if they have a view that is contrary to that, then they're false. I seen this week um, that there is a, uh, a pretty famous street preacher who I've never really been a big fan of. Um, I've always tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I have not really ever been a big fan of his. Um, in fact, we actually had an interaction uh, before about a oneness individual, a modalist, someone who denies the Trinity, that he was inviting to come speak at a conference that he was hosting and putting on. And we had a little back and forth, and he ended up blocking me on social media. And um, so he was willing to have this person come and speak that didn't really uh, 
hold to the Trinity, even though he claimed to believe these Trinitarian views? Well, I just seen this this last week that he had an interview with the same individual that I had once warned him about and ended up getting blocked over, and they were affirming each other as brothers. And the one does not believe in the Trinity, and the other has some questionable uh, views in his understanding or interpretation or uh, expression, I should say, of what the Trinity is in and of itself. But this is the, the, the area where I find it very difficult uh, that we, we must, difficult in the sense that we as Christians must be able to discern the truth and not be deceived. Just because someone may be very charismatic in the way they speak, uh, just because someone may throw out a bunch of scriptures, because scriptures are our final authority, but you can throw out a bunch of scriptures that are out of context or twisted and perverted. Um, Jehovah Witnesses do that. Mormons do that. Uh, the the so-called Hebrew Israelites do that. Um, even many who would profess to be Christians that would not fall into some of those groups. There are times where they do that as well. And so it's very important that you understand and discern when someone is perverting and twisting the scriptures by looking at scriptures within their context and, and trying to evaluate it uh, in your conversations with these other group. So that being said, and when we talk about this, some of the things that you will see when it comes to these false doctrines about who Jesus Christ is. And so these false doctrines of Christ, there's going to be those who say Jesus only appeared to be human. Um, and there are those who say that Jesus was subordinate to his father in power and glory. Um, that's a, our, uh, Arianism, which is uh, a subsect of what we see of that today is Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, Jesus's humanity and divinity ex existed separately from each other. That's Nestorianism. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there are those who say Jesus never existed. That's why I even put uh, atheism on my thumbnail, because atheism is a religion. It, it is a faith that people have. They claim to be atheists. We know that the Bible says there are no atheists. There's no one who um, can really say there is no God, because the Bible says that everyone knows God exists, but they suppress the truth in their unrighteousness, because they love their sin, so they suppress it. Uh, and I've heard others use this analogy before, and I've even uh, borrowed it and used it uh, while being out on the streets or in conversations with um, students at the college campuses, that it's like being on in the water at the beach, at the lake, and you have a beach ball and you are trying to push it under the water. Well, because of the air that's in the ball, it wants to constantly kind of find its way back up to the top of the surface. Well, you have to actively suppress it and keep it under but you have to actively do that, um, and you know you're actively doing that because if you let go and just forget about it, it's popping itself back up to the top. And so this is what atheists do um, because they are not actual atheists, but they suppress the truth in their unrighteousness, continuously suppressing it, pushing it down, pushing it down. But you can't ignore truth. It always is pushing its way up and you have to actively again, suppress that and push it down. So there are those who would claim that Jesus never even existed, which again, I find, I find very um, dishonest by many of these. And some of them just, it just may be a lack of, they've never actually taken the time 
to examine and to study uh, what uh, historians have taught or believed, because there are many atheists, there are many quote-unquote Christian scholars who are not actual believers who would not even deny the existence of Jesus Christ. They may not believe he's deity, they may deny some of the claims that the scriptures make about Jesus, but even those biblical scholars who are not Christians would not deny that Jesus existed. It's a foolish claim. It's a silly claim, but yet it's still made by many people that that Jesus was just never even existed at all. Uh, another false doctrine that we may see about Christ is that Christ is the first created being. He's an angel, and this is what we see with the Mormons and with the uh, Jehovah Witnesses, as well as with uh, so-called Hebrew Israelites. They don't believe Jesus is God. Uh, they believe he's a God, but they believe he's a created being. And so that is a, a very, it, it's very important when you're having conversations with individuals to really press them to define their terms, to define what it is that they mean when they are speaking about um, or when they are speaking and using, utilizing uh, biblical language. When they're using biblical language, you want to know what is it that they are actually uh, um, referring to, uh, because you will find that, uh, why is this not uh, working here? Let me see something. Give me a second. All righty. All right. Sorry about that. I'm uh, just trying to m monitor these things again. Like I said before, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when when Mike is not here with me. Um, while 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 he usually talks and kind of continues the the conversation going, I look around and check and make sure everything's working on Facebook, working on uh, YouTube, and try to make sure everything's functioning properly. But when he's not here, I'm trying to do all these things at, all by myself and multitask, and so uh, it can be difficult. So I do apologize for that that short little break there. But yeah, so there are those who believe that Jesus is a created being, but the Bible tells us that he is not a created being, but that he is the creator of all things. By him, for him, and through him do all things consist. Uh, Christ is the one who has created us. We even see this, this triune God in creation. Um, and so he is the one who has created us for his glory, and everything consists for him and by him. And so when we think about these false Christs, again, these doctrines, uh, there's also the belief that he is just a prophet among many. You'll find that in Islam because they, they speak highly of Jesus, but they have a different Jesus. The Jesus that they believe in is merely a prophet, a, a very uh, important and highly regarded prophet to them, but he is not God. And so therefore, they have a wrong doctrine, a wrong understanding of who Christ is. Now, this is the thing that I, I was kind of mentioning earlier when I looked at this. There's so many people, so many people that there are um, having these uh, confessions that they are the Christ. And, and there were so many on this list that I had found uh, online. And I said, well, I, I can't go through this whole entire list. So I picked a few to kind of talk about. 
Um, and Mike Miller uh, says he hopes to be back soon. I look forward to having you back, brother. Uh, really, really do uh, miss you. And uh, again, look forward to having you back. Um, so like I was saying a little earlier, while you're talking, then I can kind of look around and see what else is going on and make sure everything's working properly. And so, um, uh, and uh, Bible Care uh, says, blessings, blessings to you as well, brother. So some of these false Christs, um, Sun Young Moon from 1920 to 2012, uh, he was believed by members of the Unification Church to be the Messiah and the second coming of Christ, fulfilling Jesus's unfinished mission. Uh, in from 1935 to, to 2007, Yahweh Ben Yahweh was born as uh, Hulan Mitchell Jr. He was a black nationalist and separatist who created the nation of Yahweh in 1979 in Liberty City, Florida. Um, he, he was self-proclaimed, or his self-proclaimed name uh, meant God, Son of God. Uh, then we have Arnold Porter from 1804 to 1872. Uh, this was a schism within the Latter-day Saints, within Mormonism. Uh, and he claimed to be the spirit of Jesus, or he claimed that the spirit of Jesus Christ entered him, uh, entered his body, and he became uh, Porter Christ, or Potter Christ, is how he how he uh, he claimed and ref referred to himself. He was the son of the living God. He, he claimed, and um, he died. Listen to this. He died in an attempt to ascend to heaven by jumping off a cliff. So he's claiming to be the son of God. And this had some serious, um, some serious, trying to think of the right word there, just uh, ramifications, uh, slipping my mind, but serious ramifications for claiming to be the son of God and trying to ascend into heaven by jumping off of a cliff. Uh, his body was later retrieved and buried by his followers. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully those who followed him realized, okay, this man is not the son of God. This man is not Christ um, because he jumped off a cliff and died. Remember when Satan was seeking to tempt Jesus in the wilderness and he says, you know, jump down from this cliff here, like this mountain. Um, the Lord's not going to let anything come to come to harm you. His angels will, 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 uh, keep you keep you up there no harm would come to you uh and jesus quoted scripture and and reminded satan not to tempt the lord god and uh but this would would be hopefully an indicator that this person claiming to be god claiming to be christ is definitely not christ um another individual alan john miller alan john miller uh he was born in 1962 uh, more commonly known as A.J. Miller, and he was a former Jehovah Witnesses elder and current leader of the Australia-based Divine Truth. So another branch-off movement uh, from the Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, Miller claimed to be Jesus Christ reincarnated uh, with others in the 20th century to spread messages that he calls the Divine Truth. And so... And there was many, many more that made claims to be Jesus, to be uh, the Christ. 
And so it's, it's, a, it's very important that we recognize and realize that there are many false Christs that go out to deceive, um, and that this has been like this since the first century. There, there are those who will come and make the claim to be the Christ. And it just astonishes me, as again, as I was looking at this list of, of individuals who, who make this claim, uh, living today, claiming to be Jesus. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Um, and hopefully crazy to you, those who uh, are able to exercise discernment and, and are genuine Christians, brothers and sisters. But for many, they're deceived. They're, they're lost. They, they're, they're being deceived by the, the deceiver uh, to believe in these false Christs and to follow these false Christs. Think of Jim Jones, who, who deceived many and, and led many to their death many to their death, and, and there's others as well. And, and so it's it's very important that we be not deceived by these false Christ. We, we identify who Christ is by uh, what is revealed to us in Scripture. And so when somebody comes preaching a false Christ that does not exist, we can know. No, you're telling me that Jesus is an angel? That Jesus was created? No, that's a false Christ. You're telling me that Jesus was just a prophet, just a mere man? No, that's not the biblical Christ. Um, so that is, it is very important, vitally important, that we recognize and understand that. Now, moving on to, to my next point here is false spirits. Um, we think about the uh, false spirits that are out there and 1 John 4, 1 through 3 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this, but by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And so it goes along with what I said about these false Christs. If uh, these individuals are promoting and teaching a false Christ, they don't, they're not confessing Jesus is from God. It's a false spirit. And so you don't want to, to follow after those who are uh, preaching, who are teaching uh, from a false spirit. When you think of this, I think of uh, the New Age movement. Uh, much of it used to be spoken about with uh the prosperity gospel or word of faith gospel, um, name it and claim it. Uh, these people would claim to be under the spirit of God and performing these quote unquote miracles and prophecies and whatnot. Um, but they would get so many things wrong. And what, what does the Bible say about one who comes and claims to be under the inspiration of the spirit of God, claiming to be speaking on behalf of God, claiming to be performing miracles on behalf of God. And yet these things do not take place. Now, Satan, we know <clears throat> is a deceiver and he can deceive with works that look like miracles or, or try to, to do uh, supernatural things. But when it comes to speaking on behalf of God, when a prophet says something, um, or one of these men with the false spirit claim, because I will talk about prophets as well next. But when one says something that is contrary to the word of God, then you should know this person is operating under a false spirit. Paul says to the Galatians, who has bewitched you? 
even if an angel of light comes to you, even if an angel of light comes. So you have this one coming, claiming to be in the spirit of the true and living God coming to you, but presenting a false gospel, someone who's coming and presenting and twisting, perverting God's word. They're not operating in a biblical, uh, godly, uh, the spirit of God. Um, they're not op operating on biblical principles. They're operating under the influence of the deceiver. They're deceiving many. And so you want to be very, very careful when it comes to that. And this is why, like I said, truth matters. It, it absolutely matters. So false Christ, false spirits. And we want to also look here at uh, false prophets. When you think about the uh, false prophets that are in the world today, there are many false prophets in the world. <clears throat> Again, with the same types of, of movements that I had mentioned earlier, the Word of Faith movement, health and wealth, prosperity, the, the New Apostolic Reformation, uh, New Age movement, uh, um, uh, New Age progressive Christianity, uh, you want to be careful not to be deceived by these types of false prophets. And so the Bible tells us, Jesus gives us this warning in Matthew 7, 15. He says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, inwardly, they are ferocious wolves. They're ravenous wolves. And so you want to be very, very careful uh, to not be led astray by these who come as uh, sheep, but they're wolves. They're disguised. Inwardly, they just want to devour you. They want to destroy you. They have no desire for your benefit, for your growth. Their desire is for themselves and, and for their master, who is Satan. So a true prophet is an individual whom God truly commissioned to speak for him. Uh, and, and we also, when we think about that uh, these prophets spoke on behalf of God. And again, it was thus saith the Lord. And there are no prophets today. So when you have people who are uh, taking the title and, and calling themselves prophet so-and-so, prophetess so-and-so, th there are none today. Okay, there, there's no prophets today at all. And so you want to be very careful not to be deceived. And so if there's if that's the title that they have, that should be a red flag. That should be a warning sign to you. This person is identifying themselves as a prophet. And so you want to be very careful um, to not just believe and follow everyone who claims to be that. So some who have been false prophets over the years uh, and have spoke for God, uh, but again, they changed the nature of the God, would be Muhammad. When it comes to Islam, again, he, he says he's speaking on behalf of God, uh, but changes the nature of God as well and, and changes the nature of Christ, saying that Christ is not divine. Christ is just just a prophet. Um, Baha'u'llah uh, from the Baha'i faith. Uh, Joseph Smith as well uh, with Mormonism uh, claimed to be a prophet of God speaking on behalf of of God, you want to watch out for these types of of individuals, and so uh, you know, be careful when it comes to these these false prophets. Um, also, when it comes to false prophets, they, as I said, they speak for God, but they change the nature of the God. They also speak authoritatively. 
for God, but make false false predictions. Uh, and this is where they get things wrong. They'll make a prophecy, uh, and it does not come to pass. Uh, when you when you think of Jehovah Witnesses, you think of Mormonism, you think of the so-called Hebrew Israelites. Uh, there are many different camps within them that have made prophecies that in the year 2000, that was going to be the end. Um, I don't know how many times we've heard that before. Harold Camping years ago uh, claimed that uh, the end of the world was going to happen. The rapture was going to take place. Uh, I think it was on like an October something of, of, I don't remember what year it was, but so many people that professed to be Christians were concerned. They were scared. They thought it was the end. Even when you go back in time, there were so many people that are thinking the end is near the end and near and the end is near. We're, we're closer to the end than we, than we were 2000 years ago, whether that's another thousand years or, or, or not, we're still closer than we were 2000 years ago. And even in the in the book of Revelation, it says that we are in the last days, or you see this in Scripture that we are in the last days. But um, but the point is that people were selling their homes and and not going off to school and not doing anything to uh, be a light in their community or to invest into the future because they thought they were going to be out of here. And then those people who made those predictions and they did not come to faith or come to pass. Those people's faith was rocked, and those people's faith was um, left, you know, there on the bottom of the floor. They were not continuing forth in their faith. They left it. They no longer believed because they had sold everything and gave everything up, uh, thinking that the end was near. And I mean, our devotion should be to Christ, whether He comes today or whether He comes in another hundred years. Our devotion should still be to Christ, and we should be very careful not to just follow everything that that man says, especially man claiming to be a prophet or speaking on be, behalf of God. We want to be very, very careful. And so they make uh, these authoritatively claims uh, that do not come to pass. Joseph Smith has done that, as well as the Jehovah Witnesses leadership has done that. They've made claims uh, that has not come to pass. And yet there are still those who continue to follow them. Uh, but what they end up trying to do is twist and pervert uh, those claims that they have made. Even seen it with um, some YouTube, quote unquote, prophets over the years. When it came to the uh, 2020 election, uh, there was many that claimed Trump was going to be the um, president for a second time. And then when he didn't, they had to do this, you know, um, cover up and try to say, well, this isn't exactly what I said. This isn't exactly what I meant. You know, I was saying this over here, but that there wasn't when me speaking from God, they try to cover it up. They try to, 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 um, to take what they said and twist it to where it doesn't look like they made a false prophecy. Uh, you know, and so you want to be very careful because there are many out there that do do that. All right. So, Another uh, thing to, to look at here, another point that I have is in dealing with false apostles. When you look at false apostles, Matthew 7, uh, I know we already did that one, false apostles. Um, it says in 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, the apostle Paul warned about some unnamed teachers. For such are men, false apostles, deceitful workmen, uh, masquerading as apostles for Christ. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. And just like prophets, there are no apostles today. There are no apostles today. Consider this. When you, th when you think about prophets, when you think about apostles, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 
um, 19 through 20. It says, this is why you are no longer foreigners and outsiders, but citizens together with God's people and members of God's family. Well, we're Christians are members of God's church. It's being built up. It's a temple, holy temple being built up. And it says, you are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. So we know that a cornerstone is set in this foundation. It's the, it's the, the piece that holds it all together. And Christ is the rock in which the, the church is built upon. But then the church, the foundation, is built upon the prophets and the apostles as the foundation. If you've ever built anything, if you've had ever had any any um, experience in construction, you know I was I was a construction engineer in the military, um, and when you build a foundation or you lay a foundation, you do not lay a foundation and build and then lay another foundation, or you don't put a foundation upon a foundation upon a foundation. You have a solid foundation in which the rest is built upon. And so this idea that these prophets and these apostles are still here today and that we're continuing to build more foundations uh, on top of what's been built um, is just not the way it's not the way it works. All right. And it's just not biblical. And so when you think about the apostles and, and, and the fact that there are false apostles, some of which when you think about the new apostolic church, which I mentioned, um, the word of faith movement. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, they have false apostles there. <clears throat> when you think about this, to be an apostle, the gift of apostle was limited to the 12, and there were a few others, but it was limited to the 12. And then we also know that an apostle, uh, because the requirements, you know, they cannot be fulfilled by anyone today, because an apostle was an eyewitness. I witness of Jesus's resurrection eyewitnesses it says Paul Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians 9 1 he says am I not free am I not an apostle have I not seen Jesus our Lord are not my work are not you my workmanship in the Lord um and so we also have in 1 Corinthians 15 5 through 7 uh, he, he said he was seen by Peter. This is where we get the gospel is told to us that is that of which is first importance. He said he was seen by Peter and then by the 12 apostles. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died by, by now. Then he was seen by James and later by the all the apostles. So uh, you had to be someone who had seen the risen Christ. Uh, the gift of apostle was accompanied by the miraculous signs. This was for verification. So these sign gifts were not given, and they're not, I'm a cessationist, so they're not in practice today, but they were given to verify that these men were apostles of Christ. Uh, and so that is something there, uh, because it says in 2 Corinthians, see, 2 Corinthians 12, 12, when Paul's writing and he says uh, the signs of a true apostle. So we know there are false apostles, but the signs of the true apostles, um, let's see, the signs of the true apostles were performed among you with utmost patience, with signs and wonders and mighty works. Uh, and so uh, we want to be careful that we're not deceived 
by uh, you know false false uh, uh, false uh, apostles. Uh, they had a unique authority to receive special revelation, and we see that with the apostles writing scripture. There's no one writing scripture today. There is no new revelation today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, my next point here in dealing with uh, false apostles is dealing with false teachers, false teachers. And so, again, same same line of, of, of thought when it comes to false teachers. You have word of faith teachers. Um, you have um, unbiblical scholars as well. Uh, when it comes to false teachers, there's a danger because you should always check what someone is saying by Scripture. And so even here, us at G220 Radio, and um, you should always examine what we're saying and compare it to Scripture and see if we are teaching truth or if we are perverting or twisting truth. And so it's important that you always seek to study, to show thyself approved, to examine, to be like a Berean and test what is being taught because you don't want to be deceived. You don't want to be deceived. Uh, because it's a danger and there's false teachers. And there are even there are those that are false teachers that may give you biblical truth, but they mix in things that are twisting. Um, maybe they're they're giving you biblical truth, but they're doing it for their own greedy gain. They're seeking to build a self, build for themselves an authority. And so they're very authoritative um, and they become almost cult-like cultish in their their leadership because they're teaching and they're becoming authoritative authoritarian uh, authoritative and and trying to control people by their position by the fact that they they teach and so you want to be very careful when dealing with false teachers the other things here that I have and uh, I'll probably wrap it up because it is like I said it is honestly it is difficult uh, to do the show by yourself because um, uh, gotten so used to having a, a co-host, having somebody with you, and having people to you know, as you're going uh, to be able to bounce things off one another. So I do miss you, Mike. Can't wait for you to be back, brother. But false visions as well. False visions. Uh, in 1980, Oral Roberts claimed a vision of a 900-foot Jesus promised him his city of faith. So he's seen this 900 foot Jesus and promised him the city of faith medical complex that would be completed. Uh, the implication is of this in sub subsequent vision revelations was that Jesus would bless and prosper the city of faith. In 1983, Robert spoke of another revelation from God promising a major breakthrough in cancer treatment at the city of faith, but the city of faith did not survive and there was no cancer breakthrough. So again, you've got someone claiming to have visions, all still going aligned with the false apostles, the false teachers, the false prophets, claiming something, claiming to have seen something, claiming something that God's going to do, uh, that God has told them, and it doesn't come to pass. And so you want to be very careful. Another example of a false vision would be uh, those of the Catholic mystics uh, throughout church history who have frequently had visions that confirmed unbiblical Catholic beliefs or led into unbiblical practices. And when you think about this, how many how many times have we um, seen uh, testimonies from some who have claimed to see the Virgin Mary? And they will claim this, Roman Catholics, making these claims, 
that Mary appeared to them, that Mary cried in a statue, uh, things that, again, is not of biblical truth, uh, but a perversion, these false visions, things that they make these claims um, that are the dece deceiving work of, of Satan and his minions. Same with false miracles. Again, when you think of false miracles, you think of people like uh, Benny Hinn, uh, Kenneth Copeland, Todd White. If you have, if you've seen the American Gospel and you see how Todd White manipulates the the leg lengthening, right? He'll go on the street. He'll tell people that he's out there, you know, giving the love of Jesus. Never calls anybody to repent. Um, but he goes out there and he says, you know, Jesus wants to heal you. Uh, you have back pain. You, you have this pain because your leg, one, let me see your legs. One's, one's longer than the other. I can fix that. And he starts to manipulate the, the leg lengthening by moving the ball of the, 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 the heel or moving the heel back. And so in doing that, he's making it look and appear as if it's moving because you're focusing on one leg, but he's moving the other. And, and so it's deception, deception. It's it's false miracles, false healings. You think about it. If, if Benny Hinn and, and Todd White and Kenneth Copeland and all these guys were able to, to heal, why do we never see them go to um, a children's hospital, children's cancer, cancer hospital? Why do they never go in there and, you know, walk through there and heal? Uh, when we hear of testimonies of the apostles, walking through and people being healed by their shadow, touch, you know, touching their garments. I mean, if, if these individuals have these gifts of healing, have these miraculous signs, then there should be a way to verify that. But you never see that. There's actually stories. If you, if you go and listen to uh, Justin Peters, he's got cloud without waters. I think you can find it on YouTube or maybe uh, go to his, his, his ministry webpage and listen to this. This is a man with cerebral palsy, and he has stated that he's gone to these events, these Benny Hinn crusades or these healing events, and they put all these people with real issues in the back. They don't allow them to go up front. They put these other individuals that they can uh, manipulate and uh, they can, um, what's the right way of saying it, um, positive suggestion to make them believe, oh, you know, your back pain's not hurting anymore. People under the excitement, you know, the, the adrenaline that's rushing. There are times you do things under adrenaline that you think you're healed, but there's not even any follow-up or any verification that somebody that they say is claimed to no longer have cancer has gone home and no longer has cancer. Now, does that mean that God doesn't heal? No, of course God does heal. There are people who are diagnosed with cancer and then God heals them and they no longer have cancer and never never comes back to bother them again, right? So God can heal, but these individuals claim to be these uh, those who have these abilities and they perform these false miracles. And so we never see that. Uh, there's a street preacher, another guy who uh, here in our area <clears throat> who's made the claims that he's raised people from the dead and seen people raise people from the dead. Um, but there's never any, again, a verification of these things because they can't because it's false. It's false miracles that they're performing. Um, and so you want to be very careful. This is why truth matters. It's it's why truth is important. It's why it matters. It's why we must seek to be as biblical as we can, uh, to, to not be deceived by false teachers because they are out there. 
And so uh, you, you want to be definitely uh, aware of it. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play this quick video. Uh, and um, then we're going to come back, talk a little bit and wrap it up. But I want to encourage you to, to understand that truth matters. Truth is important. And we as Christians have the truth. We have the gospel. So we should desire to share the gospel. In many different ways, we can do that. Um, we do open-air preaching here at G220. We do evangelism uh, through handing out tracts. We get into conversations with, with uh, uh, individuals, whether it be at work, whether it be uh, on the streets, whether it be our neighbors. We want to share the gospel. And here's a, a short little video clip of an opportunity that I had years ago, this is years ago, but to share the gospel on the subway in New York City. So this is just one way in which you can just share the gospel. And again, it doesn't have to be uh, open air preaching or, or street preaching, um, but there are many ways. And so we're called to be a witness. And so I hope this would encourage you that, hey, if, if somebody like me, who's a nobody, can evangelize on a subway car uh, or go out and hand a, a gospel track or put one in a, a uh, gas pump or, or leave one there or just hand one to the person at the grocery store, then we can be uh, faithful and uh, evangelize the lost by whatever the means may be that, that the Lord uh, opens up and allows you to, to do that. But here's this video here. Makes that gospel so glorious is that God so loved the world that He sent His Son. He sent His Son to die on a cross. He said, "No man taketh my life, but I lay it down." And He demonstrated His love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My friends, repent and believe in this Jesus, because He is the only one that can save you, my friends. Turn to Jesus Christ and have eternal life. But if you continue in your sins, if you continue to rebel and reject Him, you will spend eternity in a place called hell. And I don't speak of hell to scare you into salvation. I speak of hell because it is the reality. Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he will not enter the kingdom of God. So repent, my friends. Believe in Jesus Christ. And you can have eternal life. That's what we want, want for you here today. We want you to know this Jesus. We want you to understand how glorious and gracious He is. And how merciful He is. And how mighty to save He is. He is a loving God. But He is also a God that is holy, righteous, and just. And He will judge the wicked. The Bible says that He is coming again to judge the quick and the dead. Will you be ready when you stand before Him? My friends, repent and believe in Him while there's still time. There is nothing more important than this glorious gospel message. You've made plans this weekend to wherever you're planning on going. You've made plans for your future, what kind of job, your family, whatever it is you've made plans. But one thing that people don't plan on is what happens when they die. You better get that right because that is the most important thing when you stand before God, that you are right with Him. Repent and believe in Jesus Christ. All right, so the gospel being proclaimed there, um, this was many years ago, uh, but I just wanted to be able to, one, um, I wanted to have a clip for in case I needed to grab something to drink or or something like that and not have a mic here with me um, makes it a little difficult to do that, um, but also because I want it to be an encouragement. When G220 Radio started, G220 Ministries was very evangelistic. And we talk about theology. We we discuss as I went through why truth matters. And and I I'm I'm B 
being upfront and honest with you. Uh, I could have put more into this, but it is difficult when you're by yourself and you don't have another to bounce off of. And time lately has been um, not, I haven't had as much time um, as I would like to have uh, because it's a busy, busy season. And so therefore, it's very easy. I was having a conversation with a brother uh, who's going to be a guest here soon. That is very easy. If you don't be consistent, you miss a few weeks because you're sick. It's easy to just want to say, well, you know what? I'll, I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it or I'll get back into it. And then just kind of not put as much into what you once did. But when it comes to evangelism, We've had this desire for a very, very long time. And so I want to encourage you uh, that if you can see that, uh, you know, us sharing the gospel on a subway or handing out a gospel track or going to a college campus uh, to share the, the gospel, the biblical truth, because truth matters. Truth matters. And it's very important that we give the gospel to others because only Christ can save. He is the way the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. And so my friends, brothers and sisters, be encouraged, be a light, be a witness for Christ, uh, keep pressing on, even when the seasons, like for myself, when the seasons are are very busy, when you're dealing with sicknesses that you know, may, may consume some of your time and you're not able to, to do some of the things that you once was able to do, uh, or you just are limited by it, don't stop being a witness for Christ. Don't stop continuing in your faith. Keep pressing on because the Lord will bring you through those seasons where it may seem like a drought or it may seem like you can't get out as much because you're dealing with sicknesses and whatnot, um, or just struggles, you know, because we all as Christians go through struggles, but truth matters. Truth matters in who Christ is. Truth matters in who God is. Truth matters in who the gospel or what the gospel is. And truth matters in our growth. And, and the truth will set us free and we can continue to grow in our understanding of God's word, which is truth. Uh, the more we read it, the more we study it, the more we meditate upon it, the gathering together uh, uh, with the body of, of believers that you've been entrusted to, and just growing in your understanding and knowledge of truth and seeking the Lord for wisdom uh, into how, how to apply that truth in your life. But we are called to be a witness, so be a witness for Christ. Uh, I hope this program was encouraging to you, and I hope some of these points that I brought out uh, as far as why truth matters uh, was helpful. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, you can email us at g220radio at gmail.com. Uh, until next time, that's been G220 Radio. Uh, God bless and good night.